You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show It's me, Joe Thrashenkill I've got a full house today I'm joined by the internet sweetheart The man with the golden dick I'm talking of course about 365 days of horror Or as we like to call him Jordan Jordan, how are you? Uh, it's platinum now. I've oh. been upgraded. That's right. Uh, my man finally getting bread. He's making money while we're uh, while we're just hating. Uh, we I, need... I've sold a million dicks. <laughs> uh, that's not all, of course. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Breno. Breno, how are you? Not as good because my cock is covered in soot and oil and venom, and I'm out for blood. And this Sunday, gold dick better watch out because. I'm coming for things from my dick. I don't know. I don't have any jokes today. I don't feel like being funny today. Let's have a serious episode today. Just fucking so angrily serious. Normally, when we uh, when we get ready to record, we do things like talk about what we'll do on the show. Uh, I don't think we bothered to do that today. I'm not super worried about it. Uh, anybody listening to this, I doubt they're super no. worried about it either. So. No, they know what quality to expect. Yeah, we'll continue uh, going on this path. I don't know. Uh, Breno, you've got a dick like a Victorian era chimney sweep. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the episode talking like a character from the Peaky Fucking Blinders. Uh, Truly awful stuff. Hey, you guys, uh, you both, uh, you're both pretty uh, into the wrestling, right? The professional wrestlings. Kind uh, of. I got out of it. I, I got, I got, I got way out of it's it. It's kind of awful, and the people yeah. involved in it are awful, and the Bad. fans are awful. Like yeah. you want to talk about toxic fandom? Metal has nothing on wrestling no. fans. Not a thing. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I did see a video. Of uh, Dimebag Daryl, uh, like you know, saying uh, uh, like the N word at somebody uh, from like an old video this week, and uh, reading the comments from metalheads on there was about uh, was about one of the most toxic things that I can imagine. What do you have like in response uh, vis-a-vis uh, wrestling fans? Well, look, I mean, um, all of you know, if you were to ask Diamond Down. Diamond Dallas page these days, you'd be like, all of the N-words are welcomed to my yoga studio. So, um, wait, changed wait. man. Changed man. Uh, no, no, no. Not, not Diamond Dallas page. I'm talking about Dimebag Daryl, the Pantera fella. Oh, uh, see, see, the wires got crossed. Yeah. Um, marijuana has truly ruined my brain. I thought we were still on the professional wrestling subject. And metalheads, you know, they get into that. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, metalheads in a wrestling comment section. That makes sense. Um, but not enough to <laughs> to say what I said. <laughs> Strike it from the record. Uh, so so this happened. I bag Daryl was caught saying uh, saying slurs, and we're can- canceling once again someone posthumously. Uh, posthumous cancellation. No, I'm just saying that uh, I saw a video of that today. Somebody had posted that on uh, on Facebook, and I uh, I was reading the comments and pretty pretty blown away by the uh, the toxicity of um, you know. Diehard uh, Pantera fans, uh, you know, going out of their way to let people know that they are pussies or, you know, PC cowards or whatever the fuck if they have a problem with that. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know how bad wrestling fans can get, but it's probably about the same level of that. I mean, 
referring to Vince McMahon as God, and thank you, Vince, after many, many, many oh. years of rape allegations, sexual assault, all of this news coming out recently about, uh, you know, assaulting his own employees and hiring a woman just so he could have sex with her and, you know, covering up murders and all sorts of good stuff. So, uh, the same. It's close. Weird. I mean, just 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 wrestling fans fighting over which billionaire they like more in the two major wrestling companies is pretty oh, mad. Yeah, it's weird to me Very that limited. all of these people like I I've mercifully miss out on this, but I've missed all the people that are like Vince is awesome or based or whatever the shit is. But it's like, hasn't the like on screen product been pretty dog shit uniformly for like twenty years now? At least, at least, and. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that there was a way that he was removed as in charge of that situation uh, without dying, because I don't think that's very nice for me to be like, oh, thank God, ding dong, you know, when a guy fucking finally croaks. But at the same time, I mean, with all the allegations come out, I don't know if this is better. Uh, it's it's one of those things where if somebody's entire identities and, you know, their work, uh, you know, like Vince McMahon is for the WWE or like as soon as he gets removed, like, he fucking dies. Like, you remember uh, Roger Ailes? Like, uh, he got fired from Fox, and then, like, 30 seconds later, just fucking keeled over. Just because yeah. he's not CEO doesn't mean he's not going to be involved anymore. I'm sure he'll still be doing whatever bad storylines he'll be doing. He's just going to be doing it a little quieter now. Yeah, I assume that Stephanie is going to defer to him for the remainder um, and and then when he croaks, they'll sell it to Disney or Amazon. Right. Oh, and yeah. for the remainder, it could be either before WWE fucking goes under or Vince does. They're not going to go under because they've been making more money than ever. Why? Despite, despite like, having terrible storylines and just being a bad product and you know attendance lower than it's ever been for live events, it's all in uh, the deals that they make with like the USA Network and Fox and all these other carriers and being on Peacock for a billion dollars because these companies just want content now. And WWE has 50 years of it. And on top of their own product, they bought up WCW, ECW, a bunch of the lesser indie promotions. And they can just keep cranking out that stuff along with documentaries and whatever monthly pay-per-views. So it's a content generator that is known to amass at least a little bit amount of constant money and so it's the same kind of phenomenon that's actively killing college football <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah it's like metallica if we want to bring it back to metal they can just keep cranking out live footage and documentaries and 25th anniversary 30th anniversary box sets blu-ray all that stuff even though they're not really doing anything new and when they finally do new stuff people don't really care for it but they're gonna buy it anyway because it's metallica Hmm. yeah and i i think one of the greatest mysteries to me my whole life has been just sort of the tastes of the general public um like millions and millions and billions of people appreciate like baseline cable television fm radio content and that's just the grand majority of everybody and uh, if you if you gentlemen don't mind, I, I think that big, makes a great segue into uh, someone I wanted to bring up this episode. Oh, this boy. conversation I had earlier in the week uh, about a certain 
uh, a group. If you could call them a group, I don't even know if they're a band. I've I've literally never seen footage of these guys performing. When I hear their music, it, it really sounds like something made in a computer like any other pop performance. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Imagine Dragons, the, the, the worldwide hated group. Uh, kind of the new Nickelback, if, if that's fair. Do you guys think that's fair? Yeah. That they're like yeah, that's the absolutely. modern day. My, my problem with that comparison, though, is that it, when you listen to Nickelback, you know it's Nickelback. They have a signature yeah. sound. With uh, Imagine Dragons, it's okay, I guess that's them. <laughs> yeah, with, it's like with Nickelback, they were like a real band uh, prior to like being popular. Like they were just guys you know, playing local shows in Toronto and they happen to luck out with Imagine Dragons. I'm pretty sure they got their start writing the music for that cursed Spider-Man Broadway play, Turn Off the Dark. And once that fell apart, they just kind of switched some lyrics around and put it out. Like Radioactive, their first big hit, Radioactive, Spider-Man. That's where it's from. Holy shit! So they just wow. pillaged uh, like their their singles from a failed uh, Broadway musical, like one with a body count. <laughs> Pillage isn't quite right because it was their mu- own music. I think they just reappropriated it. Maybe that's a better word, or just adjusted it to be like, you know, instead of saying Spider Man, say Baby. Instead of Green Goblin, you say Girl. That sort of thing. That's incredible. And I had no idea of the yeah, original. Yeah, you, you seriously kick some knowledge on me here. Also, what I think is amazing is, you know, we all remember the Spider-Man film where Nickelback performed on the soundtrack yeah. with the hero song with yeah. the uh, the vocalist from Saliva. Um, We're, and we that, that we bring it up every fucking week, dude. <laughs> every week, dude. Every week. And it's just, it's amazing to me because I now... Um, find Spider-Man just the general fucking IP of Spider-Man to to now be synonymous with mediocre American mass media. I mean, just whenever I go off on someone who's a basic bitch sort of pal, I'm just like, go watch another fucking Spider-Man movie. There's seven more this year, you know. Um, it's just Spider-Man has become something that started out so fucking cool and interesting. I mean, we, we got a, a superhero that people actually liked uh, that, that has the powers of a horrible creature that everybody hates, and they never <laughs> knew he would be successful. And now he's the fucking most successful hero ten times over. Everybody loves Spider-Man. Um, uh, I, got, I don't know, man. Like, it's all It all runs into the same kind of gray goo for me, like whatever <laughs> fucking comic book property this week. I don't give a shit. Like, I was, right. try, I was trying to look at Twitter last night, and... My feed was clogged up, and I thought I had removed these people from my lives, but my feed was clogged up with like, oh my god, they're going to do two Avengers movies in 2025. It's like, who the fuck cares? Who the shit they, fucking I, cares? I thought they made... the. I thought... I thought Endgame sounds like it should mean something. Whatever. It's... I don't know, man. Like, you have to rely on your quarterly projections for revenue... To do so, you need to put out X amount of properties per year. Like, 
they've got accountants doing the math. Like if you have uh, a, you know, a series A product like the Avengers, we can count on a billion dollars. But if we're taking a flyer on a, you know, a series C property like a Morbius, it's a little bit sketchier. So we need this many Morbiuses to this many Avengers. Like this fucking sucks. I hate this shit. I hate that this is the primary main, like the primary consume media in the country. I don't want to be a part of it. I want to ignore it forever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which brings us back to imagine dragons there we go i find i find that imagine dragons is probably the gray goo of rock music in terms of like modern fm radio um so so in this story in particular um one of my favorite subreddits and i don't have very many because reddit's not really a great place um my, one of my favorite subreddits is am i the asshole because really nothing highlights the human condition better than this subreddit where people tell these ridiculous stories about their interpersonal relationships with people that can't possibly be human, the way they react, the way they treat each other, just void of empathy. And uh, very often the person who posts it is the asshole. But I mean, not not too often, because if you're writing a post and you're concerned over being an asshole, if you're like, am I the asshole about this? Did I fuck up about this? More often than not, you kind of have eliminated yourself from the uh, the running of being an asshole. I think a true asshole is the person who doesn't reflect on that kind of a thing. Um, but either way, this one was very interesting. And uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to uh, to read it out loud to you and, and get your thoughts on it. Yeah, if that's let's cool. let's go ahead and, and read the, uh, the latest version of uh, Dear Abby. Dear Abby, okay. <clears throat> All right, so am I the asshole for not buying my boyfriend another birthday gift after he rejected the original present? <laughs> okay. Continue, Let's, I'm sure this is okay. great. Yeah, throw away and please refrain from breakup comments. Those don't help. I'm a 25-year-old female, and I've been with my boyfriend for over three years. His birthday was last week. Him and I are not into the same music, so we don't go to many shows together. But when we have gone together, it has been very fun. My boyfriend loves bands. I don't really know how else to put it. He listens to a lot of rock music from these bands I've never heard of. So Imagine Dragons are coming to our city this summer. I know who they are, and I know they're a band, so I figured this would be an awesome present for my boyfriend. I got us the tickets, and I was very excited. My excitement was short-lived. It turned into sadness very soon. Here's a summary of how the gift exchange went down. I bought him some other smaller things, but put the ticket confirmation in an envelope with the card I made for him. He opens the envelope, and I met with a quote-unquote, uh, what? I explained to him that they're coming to town and I thought it would be a lot of fun to go together and that I want to get more into the music he likes. Then he responds with, this is not the music I like. Just to be, just because a band has instruments doesn't mean it's what I like. So I'm getting very sad at this point. I asked him if he, he really wouldn't have fun. He says, honestly, you should just try to get your money back. I don't want to go to this. I say, okay, as I am literally holding back tears. He then says that I should try to resell the tickets. He goes on his phone and Googles concerts in the area around that date and says we should go to one of these shows instead. I snapped at him. I said I really tried to do something I thought he'd like and that it's extremely hurtful the way he responded. He says, we've been dating for three years. How did you not know that I don't like that music? I wouldn't get you tickets, I wouldn't get you tickets to the Travis Scott concert for your birthday because I'm well aware you hate rap. 
you should have known I wouldn't like this. At that point, I'm actually crying. I just said I wanted to do something together, and he didn't have to be so mean. He then tried to walk back everything he said, and he was like, we can go. I'm sure it'd be fun. I told him, fuck no. I know how he really feels. He is now upset, saying that it's basically like I got him nothing for his birthday since I won't resell the tickets to get different tickets and that I won't suck it up and go with him after he made it very clear how he feels. Am I the asshole? I'm going to defer to Jordan on this one. Jordan, what do you think? Well, I muted these am I an asshole tweets a long, long time ago because they think, what, 98% of them are made up. But uh, this one seems like it could definitely happen. I'm sure it has happened outside of the Internet. Yeah, it sounds legitimate, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's mild enough where it's mm-hmm. believable. Um, whether the details um, are all true or specific is kind of irrelevant. Uh, I think the answer is that they should not see each other anymore because it sounds like they're not good for each other um, for various reasons. Um, I think the initial reaction is if you've been with someone long enough, you should probably have at least an inkling of what they like, whether uh, it's a band or any sort of entertainment. I think at the same time, this is your significant other spending a fair amount of money trying to get you a gift. Maybe you could contain your rage a little bit and be thankful and nice, regardless of if you want to see it or not. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm of two minds on this one. Yeah. Because, like, you have to understand that since, like, the age of, like, I don't know, 12, I've been a real freak about, you know, bands. Um, Like, I I like bands, as the OP would say. (laughs) I know, that's pretty rough, right? Like, and I get get all the hate she's getting because it's kind of like her attitude. You like bands right yes it's, i and to use her parlance i do like bands you are correct right you you made it right um but yeah. i'm sorry continue but it, it's one of those things where it's like is my brain so fucking warped by spending my life deeply involved with this kind of shit that i can't i can't see the forest for the trees like yeah uh versus like um, it is insane to me that you would just uh, pick this band that you have no idea that uh, your significant other likes or not. Uh, like having that little uh, amount of an interest or differentiation ability in music, really can't tell here. That's really fucking me up quite a bit. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I I got into it a little bit. Uh, with some folks about this one because I I felt like my take was unnecessarily alternate to everybody else's because a lot of what I've seen and I think this is because we're part of music fan internet like if I can really go forest for the trees sort of thing like we just we're surrounded by fucking music snobs and I think Imagine Dragons just gets a visceral reaction from anybody with taste of course they do I, I think that's a that's a pretty bad get um, but at the same time, I'm also, uh, I've, I've been a boyfriend. I've been a husband for, for many years. I, I am in, uh, a, a very good long-term healthy relationship. And, you know, sometimes these things happen where you, as a significant other, you, you think you really caught somebody's vibe and you're like, you know what, you know what I think? I think this person would be really into this kind of thing. And I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to surprise them because the element of surprise is, you know, something that's really sought after in gift giving. It's a great feeling to nail it. Right. You're like, you know what? 
I'm going to get this person this. I'm not going to defer to them or ask them or anything. I'm just going to go for it. And they're going to open the envelope and they're going to be like, oh, shit, how did you know? And yeah. that's that's a sick feeling, right? I can't blame anybody for going for it. Um, With that said, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just... I don't know, man. This guy sounds like an absolute dick. Like, just what a what an asshole, man. Like, I just fucking opening the envelope and be like, uh, what? Yeah, I'm not going to this <laughs> like that. And and then being like, it's like it's like you didn't get me a birthday present at all because you got me the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing that gives me major pause. It's number one, like you're a you're a goddamn adult. Like you're you're it's not your fucking fifth birthday. You don't get to go to the pizza place. You don't get to unwrap presents. You're just fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you got the wrong color Power Ranger, did you? You fucking clown. Like, give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Um, the big picture is this girl, she tried to do something nice. She tried to uh, meet you halfway and, and, and give you a gift based on what she thought you liked. She tried. At the end of the day, regardless of her failures here, which there are there, but she 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 tried and that should be acknowledged. Um, Just the comments I saw on the Internet following up where it's like everyone's just trashing her. Like, how do you not know exactly in three years exactly what he likes and everything like that? And, you know, it, it I saw the word red flag thrown around a lot, which is becoming like the cheapest phrase in the world in terms of relationships these days. Uh, I mean, you are looking at like Reddit. <laughs> like part of that's on you. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair and to be unfair, I didn't really read this on Reddit. It was a uh, post that someone had captured from Reddit and put okay. on Twitter. Oh, okay. So this is our trash fire site of choice, Twitter, right? Yeah. We're all yeah. guilty of this. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the comments on Twitter, uh, from from people of multicolored hair talking about um like things like am i not the asshole for not actually paying any attention to the music my boyfriend likes for three entire years and then getting mad and throwing a fit because he didn't like tickets to see a band he doesn't like and it's just i don't, I don't know man like my major comment was you know regardless of this girl's failings i think that the feelings of your significant other are way more important than your scene cred. And I just want an adult to acknowledge this. No, I, I agree with you there. At the same time, I think Jordan had a real point. Like there is yeah. clearly a disconnect between the two of you. And if at this point it's uh, that wide, maybe just go ahead, cut it out. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, if they've been together for three, I, and I don't know nothing about this couple outside of this engagement. Um, maybe they both made a mistake. Maybe maybe this guy just hates Imagine Dragons so much that which which is totally <laughs> realistic, right? That he was he just couldn't contain any politeness and he had to stand up for himself. And I I, I could see it from that angle too. But um, I mean, maybe they have a great relationship. Otherwise, you know, maybe they have really great healthy mechanisms within their relationship that goes beyond just listening to music together and, and knowing what kind of music they're both into. I, I know plenty of couples where one person's way into metal and the other person is definitely not. And they're long-term successful, healthy couples. Um, as far as I can tell, you know, it's just, um, it, it's not always everything, but, uh, and, and it's probably how this happened, right? Is that they just really don't share their music whatsoever. 
and that's, she thought she caught a vibe and she went for it so yeah i mean that, that's fine and all it's just uh, just the the interactions here uh, suggest again as jordan suggested wild incompatibility <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's all I'm going with. That's I think uh, I think these folks could probably could probably do better elsewhere. Uh, where you know uh, one party uh, doesn't feel like their intelligence is insulted by uh, somebody suggesting that they go to a generic radio rock show, uh, and the other one uh, they can enjoy uh, not listening to music together because that's clearly not a priority for them. Uh, sure. I, I think that um, I think that'd be good uh, because otherwise you have this insane blow up over uh, over what is a pretty absurd interaction, I would say. Yeah, kind of silly. Like the whole thing is just so silly. Like I don't I don't think he should have been so nasty about it. And I also don't think she should have been like a sobbing mess about it either. You know, I think that it's just like uh, just a pretty toxic miss, m- mix in those regards. So um, before we move on from the subject, just a couple points. Um, she brought up in the Reddit thread a couple bands he did like. Okay. And she, she knows it, he likes. Lay it on me. So uh, the Growlers. Okay, the so Walters, he sucks. <laughs> and, and Front Bottoms. Yeah, he, this, kid, so, this guy sucks a lot. You, this, is, so, this is red flag abuser music. You need to get out of the relationship right now. So who's really wrong here? Okay, if I open that envelope when I'm a Growlers and Walters fan, I should just be like, oh, no. Oh, do I suck? You know, do I like things that are stupid? You know, that that should have been that should have been his uh his his wake up call there. I, I what, saw uh, what type of what type of music is this? So I don't know. It's like, I, I saw the Growlers on accident once. They described themselves as beach goth and they fucking suck. <laughs> this is just, music for fucking wieners. Like so, picture the biggest wiener you can imagine in your head. That's what they're into. <laughs> so then to be fair, Imagine Dragons isn't that far off. No, no, but like it's we. It's like I look like a dickhead, ironically. <laughs> so the the way this was being posed, at least within our own circles of you know metal mutuals sending stuff around, is it sounded like this guy was really into the faceless or something like that. But it's not the case. It's just I like Wiener music, but this is a different kind of Wiener music. So right. yes. it's not. It's not exactly apples and oranges. It's like Granny Smith's and Red Delicious. That's about right. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And it's like someone someone who is arguing me, arguing with me really hard about this, by the way, uh, posted this screenshot to me. I would have had no idea about the music this guy actually listened to because I don't think that's important regarding how he reacted. Like but, after, after this is over, I want you to go and listen to the front bottoms if you wanted to sound just – the most neutered music you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, so he likes tepid indie rock music. Like, how is Imagine Dragons light years off? How? How does he think it's appropriate to react the way he did? When he likes shitty, like, soft boy music that trillions of people like anyway. I I don't know. Um, so that's one point I wanted to make, and I'm glad you guys agree that, like, this guy likes music that sucks anyway. How far is this off? But the next point I wanted to make is um, let's say either one of you were in this situation. Let's say your significant other and, you, you know, I, I don't think any of your significant others would do this. But if you were in a situation like this where you were handed specifically Imagine Dragons tickets from uh, someone who really loves you and thought you would be into it, how would you react? What, what's an alternative way so that you know anybody listening who's in this kind of situation, they don't look like a dick? 
Um, you say thank you. Uh, I really, that's really sweet of you. And then as it gets closer, you find an excuse where you won't be able to go to the show. <laughs> you think so? I don't want to fucking go see. I, I don't want to go to the stadium either. show to see no. this band that sucks. I'm going to find a way Neither to get out I. of it. Absolutely not. But you know, I get that. What do you think, Jordan? How would you? How would you kind of handle it? You're at. You're at the dinner table she hands you the envelope it's imagine dragons she's got a big smile on her face she talks about how fun it would be to go what what do you do well i hope i have a very good poker face in that situation and i'm able to uh keep the bile from rising up in my throat but you say thank you you hug that's very nice and i'd probably want to be so nice and not cause any sort of trouble that i'd probably end up going to the show yeah Ooh, that's tough <laughs> that's tough being sincere that's it, and nice that's I, a, that's so a fucking... do, I, I so don't want to hurt someone's feelings that yeah. i would probably just be like all right let's go to let's go to MetLife stadium states away and spend lots of money and see this band they don't like maybe they will have maybe they will have chicken fingers for sale okay but consider it this way i mean that's you right now you know you like uh you like catatonia you like typo negative but imagine that you listen to like the microphones or the growlers or any other burger records band when you could you know go through that scenario again and say, what the fuck, you bitch? <laughs> I don't listen to this shit, you normie. <laughs> it's like saying I didn't want this Batman figure or I wanted the other Batman figure, you idiot. <laughs> I, um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jordan take on this one. I think I would go out of out of the kindness of my heart. And and look, here here's how you play it out, okay? Here's how you play it. This is how you uh you, you rip off the band-aid and you deal with a situation like this. She's you're like, Oh, you, you got me what you got me? What is in here? Oh, what's it? okay, all right, let me see. Oh, oh shit. Uh, imagine what's that song they do? Imagine dragons? What it is it that's uh shit, radioactive, right? And oh yeah, you know I never, I never really got into these guys before. Yeah, cool. All right, no, I, I no, let's go. Definitely, let's check them out. I'll, I'll see what we think of them. So you 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 posit it like you're ignorant, okay? Yeah. You posit it like you don't have a visceral hate towards them, and then you go to the show, you listen to the music, you have a good time, you have some beers, you people watched because, ugh. and uh, then afterwards, you know, after you have a good time, you have your nap and you sleep off your hangover. And she, you got questions about it. You're like, yeah, no, I had a really great time. You know, I love live music. Uh, Imagine Dragons, though, listen to their music. I don't, I don't know if it's for me. Uh, it's definitely not mostly what I'm into. But, uh, you know, I, I had fun. Thank you for doing that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what else is out there. Yeah, this is all yeah. predicated because none of us have gone to see Imagine Dragons live. What if they do, like, an insanely sick stage show? Or they just those? bust out a Primus cover. Yeah, like real complicated. They're fucking juggling chainsaws. They're spraying the crowd with fake cum, like <laughs> with Fago. <laughs> oh no! See, that's the fate worse than death, right? Is you walk out like I, I love Imagine Dragons. <laughs> God, that damn it! That was a good I've time. Seen in my life. Yeah, I just pain to admit, like fuck, my stupid girlfriend was right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So. We don't know, and as far as I can tell, there's no way to verify that's not what they do at shows. So it could be uh, could be a good time, right? Right. And all right. Well, I'm I'm glad we're you know we're basically 
overall in agreement. Uh, Joe, you're looking for an easy, easy, soft out, which is fine. I'm oh, yeah, sure I'm, there's a way. I'm not it. going. There is no way in hell I'm going yeah. to that show, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for a soft, polite out, but you definitely don't have to be nasty about this. You don't have to not not everything in the world is a Facebook comment section. You don't have to prove to everybody how fucking cool you are, Mr. Three Name Three Songs T shirt guy. Like chill out, you know. Um but uh yeah, we can we can move on from that. But guys, uh if if if, if your significant other gets it wrong in music, uh it's not a red flag. Uh what is a fucking fortress of crimson banners is you feeling entitled to a perfectly researched birthday gift in your adult age. Do, do you, the age that I throw out there, after you turn 21, and really, it's after you turn like 18, the years in between 18 and 21 don't matter. 21's the last birthday you get. <laughs> after, right. a, after that, you have to fucking grow up. You have to fucking put your work boots on and go through the rest of your life knowing that nobody gives a shit that it's your birthday again. That's just how it works. You, I don't. I hate seeing people that are like, I'm 36, it's time to fucking, woo, it's my birthday month. No, <laughs> so, cut that shit out. You're an adult. <laughs> Nobody's, so quit demanding shit from other people just because you turned another arbitrary year. You're not a kid anymore. If someone who loves you hands you something on your birthday, that's fucking, that's, you should cry with joy, with just regard for you. It's like, dude, you should go to work on your birthday. Exactly. That's how it is. That's how it is. It's wild to me. People that are like 42 years old, like, oh, I'm not working that day because it's my birthday. It's like, what what do you have going on? Yeah, (laughs) it's fucking Tuesday. People in your life are like turning their shit around to go celebrate you on that day, or is it just... I'm going out to fucking Chili's on my own. I'm going to put on my my paper cone hat with the little plastic string, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to wait for someone to love me. I don't know. Wild shit to me. Wild shit. Uh, All right. Um. So I got to, so 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 aside from my bad interactions on Twitter, I have good interactions on Twitter, and it's the reason I, I still exist on this site for some reason it, it's getting harder though it's getting more difficult and i think that's universal um, I know, I but uh, you still have a good time everyone's cool with you yeah nobody nobody gives me shit i try to start fights sometimes and everybody's like oh that's show don't pay him any mind <laughs> hey, damn yeah it must be me then um so uh <clears throat> dorito eater longtime listener i went out for um, drinks with his uh, best friend the other day by the way oh did you yeah but you haven't you haven't met the elusive legend himself yet. No, I think he lives in uh, Minnesota. Interesting. His yeah. very best friend is in Texas, and he's in Minnesota. No, his best friend is in Minnesota, but he was visiting Texas. Okay. <laughs> you live a you live a you live a sordid social life, man. You you see people, you know people. The thing is, if somebody um, DMs me I'm and says like, "Hey, do you want to go out for drinks?" I say yes. <laughs> Um, if people DM me and say, Hey, do you want to go out for drinks? I say, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see how things go. And then I kind of just float away because I don't want people to know what I'm really like. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so he, he's giving me uh garden updates on the reg. He's got himself a really great box garden. Uh, lavender is blooming. You know, that was last week and, uh, we got some habaneros now, man. Oh, nice. Habaneros are the shit. Thai peppers getting nice and big. We got uh, some burgundy flower. It's survived early squirrel attacks, but it's going to be blooming any day now. So good for you, Dorito Eater. That's, that's awesome. Glad your garden's doing well. 
But uh, the, the reason I, I bring him up majorly today is because he he, posit- he 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 gave me this really great question, and I don't think anyone in all of the Q and A's we've done over the years has just come out and approached me or any of us about. Um, he just asks. Like so, what's your usual style of metal you dig? I have very little sense of what anyone on the podcast really likes. Oh, not a, we don't like anything. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's a we do kind of. <clears throat> we are a little bit negative from time to time. Negative. Huh? Yeah, negative. Nancy is the bunch of us. We don't really get into the good stuff. Well, we have a couple times during the years. We'll have our shows where we play songs that we like. Usually towards yeah. our, the end of the year, top songs and. You know, the occasional here's we had a show a couple of weeks ago where it's like here's songs we like from bands no one knows. And we had that show where we went back to uh, local bands that we listened to growing up. So it's there. But, but yeah, on on the weekly basis, it's, you know, let's laugh at these assholes. Yeah. The view <laughs> from 30,000. Yeah. The view from 30,000 feet is that we don't get into what we like very much. Um, I, one thing I can say in our defense is that every time there's a song at the end of our show, one of us handpicks that. You know, it's like this is this is cool. Listen to this. Um, Some, sometimes I do that just because I know the person, and uh, it's, <laughs> well, it's not like I dislike the music, but it's like I know you, so I'm gonna go ahead and bump your latest shit. Yeah, rep your stuff. Yeah. I get it. And that's another thing too is like we're not we're not really uh, we're not really ever playing the big dogs. And that's for two reasons. Number one is we don't want some kind of DMCA takedown from yep. some big asshole label. That's the big one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and number two is that that's kind of like why would I rep a band that everybody already likes and everybody already knows about and everybody's already talking about getting millions of streams. You know, that's not it's not what we're here for. We're uh, we're here to rep the underground. So here's some here's some little guys that we like and we think should be bigger guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think this would be a great opportunity to just do a round table real quick, go around and just kind of talk about, uh, you know, little bands, big bands, stuff that we all really like and, uh, just give people a sense for where we're coming from when we criticize stuff, because maybe we're in the wrong. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I, I don't really feel prepared for this conversation, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> I feel like I brought it up earlier. Uh, yeah, but I, I think you know, fucking doing shit uh buddy i'm just so stoked that for once it's me who did the homework and not you that's yeah. the one time it's, i'm that bad kid in the class and one time i get to i get to hand in my c minus paper and you were you know your dad died or something you were too stressed out you didn't have time so finally i well, win normally it's jordan that does the actual work on the show so let's start with <laughs> let's start with jordan let's start with jordan so are we just like genreing, or are we getting specific into bands you could how about this you give like uh, well i really like this genre and a couple bands from that genre that i like or this x band y band z band yeah I'm, i've always been somewhat hesitant to just be like i like this style because for me it's always kind of just been i like the bands more than yeah. like you know because some people are just like i like death metal and like that's all they like that's all they listen to they have 50 black shirts with different squiggly band names on it and that's cool like that's kind of not for me because there's going to be some stuff I like just because of how they sound and you could be like oh if you like this band check these guys out and it'll like be okay but yeah yeah, it's it's all right and it doesn't stick with me so it's like well am I really a fan of the genre am I a fan of three or four bands that just kind of fit into this and uh, it's kind of like um, SLC Punk Uh, in the beginning they kind of like go through all the tribes the the punks fight the skinheads, the skinheads fight the metalheads, the metalheads, like that sort of thing. 
and they have uh, there's one character that they mention. He goes in between the tribes and is like friends with the mods and the punks, and like that's kind of sort of how I've I've identified myself when it comes to like listening to this stuff because. You know, yeah, I like some metalcore. I'll like some melodic death metal. I'll like some death metal. I'll like horror punk. I'll like some spe- So it's kind of like all these sorts of different things. And, it, you know, I don't want to be like, well, well, I like this one thing. But if we just want to throw band names out there, you know, and a lot of this is I like older stuff. I don't really care as much for some of the new things some of these bands are doing. But just to throw out names, you know, big kill switch engage fan. 36 Crazy Fist, uh, Opeth, Dark Tranquility, Soil Work, um, that sort of stuff. So I, I need some hooks. I need some melody. But you also, if you want to do black metal, I like, you know, Windier is a good band. Um, Windier is a good unrequited. band. It doesn't get said enough. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it doesn't help that, that the guy behind it died 20 years ago, freezing yeah. to death in the snow. Yeah, that's true. And. And, and I think no it one, does help, man. I think that's a cool story. For, I mean, that's yeah. how I discovered the band. I wouldn't yeah. have otherwise. Yeah. But I think it's also because no one—I mean, I shouldn't say no one—but not a lot of bands have like followed up on their sound. Yeah. So that's kind of why they've kind of fallen off. And even the surviving members in their other band, Reed, don't really sound as much like Windier. So, uh, regardless, but like, and also like you mentioned earlier, your Catatonia's, your Swallow the Sun, My Dying Bride. Sort of real bummer stuff as well. But then, I don't know, one of my favorite bands is the Planet Smashers, a ska band from Canada. So it's I'm a weird mixture like that, and it's really more bands than just throwing out a genre. That's I mean, that's that's great. I uh yeah, I and I and I know all those things about you just because for how many five, six, seven years we've been doing this show, there's always you mentioned like one. Uh, and it's every so often and I'm like, all right, he's in the 36 crazy fist. He's in the kill switch engage, you know, it's checked on the box because I'm paying attention. But um, then if, if you take other bands from like that era, like, oh, if you like them, you'll probably like as they lay dying. It's like, well, no, not at all. Ooh. And, and, and beyond the re <laughs> the bad reasons, just musically, she's like, eh, I don't know. 94 hours was a decent song. And then zero interest going forward. So I actually, I loved As I Lay Dying growing up, like when it was um my like my sophomore year of high school back in like God two thousand four, when uh that fucking album that was colored blue came out. I don't remember what it was, but it was like I I was really into it. I had no context for them. I didn't know they were Christian. I didn't know what they were like, obviously, because that was way before all this shit came out. Um, but yeah, I was I was into them back then. Uh, but I could definitely see how if you're into Killswitch Engage, which I was back then, completely in secret because it wasn't. Uh, it's not Slayer uh, back then. Like um, I would have, uh, I could definitely see someone being like, "Oh, you must be into them if you're into Killswitch Engage and the like." Yeah, and it's just you know switching around, and it's when stuff doesn't click, it's just like, well, it's all right. I'm never gonna really get into this, and. You know, you bounce around from different things. Like, I'm not necessarily a big technical death metal fan, but, like, I like Naraxxus, for example. I'm not the biggest heavy, I'm not the biggest, like, power metal fan, but I like Dream Evil, that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm open to listening to some other things. There's certainly some genres where I kind of stay away from them just because nothing's ever really clicked or because it's surrounded by terrible people and I don't want to make a mistake and end up liking something that is uh, created by awful human beings. But, you know, 
And then there's people who are just like, yes, I only listen to this one thing. You are a pussy if you do not. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't want to be friends with you or listen to that music anyway, so bye. Yeah, that's not uh, – I, I, I don't I, – I seriously question the legitimacy of fandoms like that. And you brought up this situation with the uh, the guys with the squiggly lines and the t-shirts, and I think there's um that like for metal fans, and this is valid. Don't think I'm criticizing anybody when I say this, but I and I have many friends who are like this. But um, there are guys who are into metal who have a very collector sort of mindset to the genre. Oh yeah, it's Funko where, Pops all the way down for most of these cats. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's like how many vinyls can I have? How many fucking CDs can I have? The towers of CDs the fucking stacks of black t-shirts, the, the, the libraries that fill up seven hard drives. It's just these guys, they, they have to be fans of everything and everybody. And 99.9% of it is, <clears throat> and it's just fucking, wow, you heard that again. That's great. Get another t-shirt. It's just, I don't get it myself. I am more on your side of things, at least in terms of the whole, I like bands way to be like, and I, I think when people write music, and I hope this is a thing, you just be the band. You just make it with all the inspiration that you collect in your life. You make that music the way you want to make it. If you're going into making a band and making music with a genre in mind, you're going to be that next cookie cutter thing that people play for 10 seconds on Bandcamp and then close the window. It's just a thing. So, uh, no, it's a cool mindset, man. I dig it. <clears throat> What's uh what do you think, Bruno? Um, I, and I, I did answer him uh, in the in the direct message just because it was it was a bit more conversational about it. Um, so I'll probably just kind of go over uh, some of those bands. Um, but I, I I guess if I were to kind of go big picture, I, I'm I'm really more of like a sludge and then black gaze guy, which are two kind of I don't know different genres. I guess I just like them both because they're a little on the hazier side. You know, like I like stuff that isn't so rigid. I mean, don't give me a, give me a couple of examples of sludge bands you're real into. Um, so like Mastodon, obviously, mm-hmm. and then um, so like Georgia, Crowbar, Georgia yeah. Sludge, yeah, uh, well, Crowbar and, and Nola um, Sludge, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Corrosion of Conformity, Nola Sludge, um, yeah, and uh, Baroness also, so which is Georgia, Georgia Sludge, sludge. <laughs> yeah. So I like Southern Sludge. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm into that shit. Uh, and it just for me, like I like a bunch of those bands, yeah. but I don't know if I just be like, well, I like Sludge. It's like, well, I, I like Baroness, I like Crowbar. Yeah, but but let's say um like for instance Acid Bath, great band, but just not not for me. Just nothing wrong with them. Yeah, nothing you don't I like hate about them. No, I just don't. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm just not in. There's like a lot of sludge bands that I listen to so much, and it's like I'm not. I just don't really vibe with it. Um, and uh, you know, in, in terms of like black gaze, I mean, obviously there's there's stuff like Alcest and Deaf Heaven. Um, I know a lot of people love to say one ripped off the other and it's just objectively not true. Those two couldn't sound any more different on any level. Um, cause all cest is, is kind of like that softer indie rock sort of vibe. It's very different. Whereas deaf heaven full balls to the wall, like melodic black metal. And then they, uh, kind of went the way they did, which is a little more on the softer indie rock side. And I just, I wasn't into it that, uh, that last album, um, it kind of took away what I thought was so great about them. Um, but yeah, a lot of that stuff. I really like, um, if God, God knows any 
listeners who's from Europe hears me say this, they're gonna fucking hate me. But uh, Valor talk, Cavaller talk, give it talk. I don't know. I really like them that, a lot. I really like that album they put out where they were just trying to sound like Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, that one was sick. That, was a good one. that one was sick. The um, nineteen eighty four, I think, is what it was called. Well, that was a song. Oh, it. right, right, right. No, it was a uh, fucking Nardiscord or some shit like that. Not fought. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but uh, I've I've been getting into like over the top, really good vocalists lately. Um, like uh, Protest the Hero is something I've been into forever. Like I just the first time I heard them, I wanted to be like, God, what the fuck is this Warped Tour shit? But then like, it just their musicianship wise so fucking triple a like s class level fucking instrumentalist i just i couldn't help but respect and the respect grew into just genuine fandom and it was it just i listen to them all the time they make i they're my favorite band like i can say that with pretty good confidence they're they're fucking amazing um on the same vein uh and i know this is like not a cool guy metal thing but i like periphery a lot um granted Granted, there are a gajillion periphery knockoff bands, and they're all bad. All of them. The I thing don't is, like, like any I, of them. I think I've so thoroughly avoided periphery that I have missed the entire wave of periphery knockoff bands. Yeah. Yeah, you really would have had to be in the periphery to get into them. I mean, there's some uh, kind of in that more like, hey, I'm a guy with a seven string and a short haircut vein of metal music. Yeah. Um, you yeah. got a lot of really... <laughs> really cool uh instrumental music um like uh i think it's called monuments and uh looking um, at my hands metal yeah triangle in space triangle in space (laughs) like fucking geometry yeah quaaludes i don't know just bullshit i don't like it um but but periphery themselves just like they, they they got a vibe i dig them and uh, I, I mentioned this previously, but uh, I'm also really uh, getting into Sleep Token, which I, they're R&B. I don't know what else the fuck to call them. They're just Okay, they're not. so I, I wanted to tell you the story I'd forgotten. I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, yeah. There's a, a 50-year-old uh, former cop that I'm in school with right now. And he comes up to me and he's like, you like, uh, you know, you like, you like bands, right? <laughs> <laughs> this keeps happening to us. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, do you like, uh, you look like you like, uh, you know, metal or, or stuff like that. Do you like that? I'm like, yeah, I do. And uh, he was like, man, I found this uh, this new metal band that like it's been, they've been fucking grooving me. They're called Sleep Token. And I was just like, oh, God damn. Having to, to do this encounter with the, the am I the asshole thing, it's like it's with somebody that I genuinely hate because he used to be a cop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You thought he uh, was gonna throw out the five finger death punch, didn't you? I did. I genuinely thought that's what he was gonna Here come comes. up with. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. Um. I I can a million percent get why most dudes in the metal would never ever touch this band with a seventy foot pole. Absolutely, they're they're not it. It's just got this. Um. It, it's just the guy has the best fucking pair of set of pipes in in the world he's the best singer ever i don't know how else to say it um i'll I'll die on that hill it's a stupid hill to die on but he has a very cringy aesthetic he uh makes really goofy videos and um it was like their aesthetic was really cool when they were more broke when they had to get creative with it 
and now that they're a big thing and they have lots of label money behind them, you can see what he really wants to do with his whole visual aspect to his band there. And it's it's silly. It's dorky. He's like um, like fighting with samurai swords in music videos and stuff. It absolutely <laughs> sucks. It sucks so bad. But uh, God, I mean, just the the last album, I, I, I can't stop listening to it. There's just something to it that I really like. Um, and as everybody keeps reminding me, I like Ghost too. That's true. Is, you do like Ghost. Which is a bad, a bad, silly thing to like. But that's because I, uh, you know, I, I grew up liking Meatloaf a lot. And uh, they're pretty much Meatloaf with a goofier voice. I don't know if that's possible, but it's, it's how it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like a lot of the uh, I mean, God, God knows I've listened to a lot of death metal in my life, man. But it's just it's just not my thing anymore. I've it's it's kind of like a came and went sort of thing. I've heard it all. Um, old school death metal just proves to me that there's nothing left to make. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of get that feeling sometimes. Sometimes I'll hear a band, though, like, fuck, there's a band that uh, is completely slept on by everybody. They probably broke up because they didn't get any attention. Uh, Torture Chain, which, like, takes the, the ideas of old-school death metal in that you're kind of inventing your own rules of music, and it fucking rolled with it. And that band is so fucking tight and so unlike anything that gets major hype anywhere. And it pisses me off because, like, if you say you want old school death metal, that is the natural evolution of it. Uh, sorry, I didn't. That's did not want to interrupt you. That's neither here nor there. No, no. And I mean, I God knows I was talking with Jordan about what he liked and stuff. So that's it's a it's a roundtable conversation. We can talk about our here or theirs. Um, but yeah, I'm just at the end of the day, when it comes to like the protest, the hero periphery sleep token stuff, um, I like, I like emotional music, high emotion music. I'm, I'm into that. Like I, God knows there's like really like sorrowful pop songs that I dig or turn up on the radio. It's just, it's how I've always been. Um, when I was a when I was a very young budding metalhead at the age of 15 and 14, and I'm taking what these assholes on web forums are saying to heart because I have a a, a soft goo brain that's still growing, um, and I'm just like only Slayer, Urgh, only only death metal, only Cannibal Corpse. I'm not listening to that pussy shit. And then stuff like Kill Switch Engage started coming out. I'm like fucking burning it to CDs and listening to it in the back of the bus in secret because <laughs> it just. It hit it for me. I was like, this is fucking great because I'm sad and I'm allowed to be sad and not just toxically masculine all of the time. So, um, yeah, man, I've, I, I've just kind of been all over the place every which way up and down. Um, another very big favorite of mine in the same vein of the conversation is Harakiri for the Sky. Uh, it's kind of like this melodic sort of metalcore music, maybe a little black metal to it. Um, that's just like pretty much all about being borderline suicidal lyrically <laughs> you know it's just it's a good place to be when i'm just like uh sitting in the dark eating ben and jerry's um but uh, I'll, I'll stop talking man but uh you know hopefully that gives you a vibe uh and uh i i don't think i would buy you guys the wrong tickets i don't i'm pretty <laughs> confident about that with with the round table here yeah um so that leaves you joe what's what's what is joe like which is Whenever we interact with you, I find that you like the most esoteric. <laughs> That's always been your vibe is just liking the the band camp band with like seven purchases. That's more your thing. Yeah, I, I would say that I probably choose most of the. I definitely choose most of the music on this show. Um, 
sometimes, most of the time, it's because it's something I found digging for something nobody's heard before that I think it sounds good to me. The, the one thing that connects everything for me is I don't like it when music sounds good. Uh, by by which I mean like if if you've got like shining production on it like everything's set to an exact timer I I'm not interested the the grand majority of metal has zero interest to me because everything sounds like you know you've got your triggers on your drums your click track everything like that everything sounds super tight everything sounds processed together and I just I can't vibe with any of that shit man yeah and i think that's a big part of why i got a technical death metal is because it's like it, it's essentially made up at this point yeah like everything is pro tools everything is a plug-in it's just everything is an axe effects everything is just fucking perfectly it's, made european eight it sounds just, so sterile to me that there's yeah. th- there's no variation there's no surprise to be had i just i don't dig it um but what i do like is um i like when you know avant-garde shit meets with catchy shit <laughs> so you're taking two di- you know diametrical opposite poles and trying to meet in the middle and it's never going to be something that's like successful because who out there is interested in shit like that you know it's just bottom feeding weirdos like us <laughs> <laughs> well give us some examples what are some bands that are avant-garde meets catchy uh i, I think th- i really think if you have the patience for a band like ko dot it's very rewarding um I, Toby Driver is absolutely some kind of fucking insane genius. Uh, he he knows more about music than any of us. <laughs> and like, if you have the patience to sit through a very uncomfortable passage for five minutes, you're rewarded with just a deeply affecting uh, movement, like uh, very melodically satisfying. Uh, but it's one of those things you have to you have to be willing to stick it out for for the reward. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. And that's a big thing with music is just the um, the tension building. Exactly. You know, it's just like you if, if you just start off with doot, doot, doot hooks and, you know, it, it really just kind of cheapens them. So I, I find that I dig that. I think that's cool. That, that being said, like uh, probably one of my top three genres is like power pop, which is nothing but the hook. But you have several hooks and they're all pretty good. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, what, what are some uh, what are some groups from Power? I don't even know what Power Pop is. Power um, Pop, like um, Nick Lowe, uh, who who had a bunch of hits in the eighties. Uh, like I think Guided by Voices could be considered like a trash Power Pop band. Uh, Red Cross. Uh, I'm not really helping anybody out with this, am I? <laughs> <laughs> What's the song that Nick Lowe did? Uh, he he his biggest one was uh, Cruel to Be Kind. You gotta be cool to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he had a bunch of a bunch of killer songs. Uh, like if you take a look at one of his greatest hits records, like there's no way you come away with that without several of those songs stuck in your head for days. Uh, and again, it's just a dude who wants to write as many hooks into three minutes as possible. But yeah. I don't know, dude. It's fucking beat down hardcore. It's slam. It's old school death metal. Um, it's black metal. Uh, all of these things, I like them. Um, I just, I don't want to be a part of any of their scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and we're just like in it on this podcast, and we just like, <laughs> I've never met like three guys who just have such a parallel experience with metal. We're just like, man, we love this genre, but we just hate everything about it. I think that's kind of why 
we have a fair amount of people listening to us because it's a shared experience and also because we're fairly normal human beings. We have shared experiences because we're just people. We don't fully dive into this one thing and become, you know, women-hating mutants <laughs> or just weirdos who can't function outside of their little section. We're and I like, think what we have in common along with every person that listens to that show is it was close. You had a moment where you had to make a choice and you were almost one of those fucking weirdos that never got oh, out yeah. of it. <laughs> but you <Awesome>. did. <laughs> we also like other things. Like, we like sports. We like movies. It's not just metal all the time. And this is why I tell guys not to wear band shirts to dates and stuff is because, I mean, you got to show the poor young lady you contain multitudes. Please try. You know, it's like she thinks you're going to look like that when you go to like a funeral or like a fucking uh, family get together. If you're going to show up looking like that on a date, you know, it's that kind of stuff. It's just you, you're you're a whole person. You don't have to just be metal. I'm metal. I like riffs. This isn't a riff. What is this? Turn that off. Like, it's is that the car radio? Oh no, I'm in a stop. I'm in a grocery store for a minute. Oh no. I don't know. I don't vibe with that guy. I don't think anybody should be that guy. Um, it's just there's there's lots of music out there, lots of good music and uh, lots of good metal music. And you know, I think I think going from genre to genre and finding anything or everything that you like. And that includes metal or not metal or indie or pop or rap or fucking whatever. Just, you know, find what hits for you. Um, there's rap music. I like there's fucking country music. I like a lot of it. I don't same thing with metal. Yeah. Um, I like country music, put a big asterisk on that. (laughs) Same thing with metal. Most of the shit sounds exactly identical. It's not worth anybody's time. Yeah, and if people say, like, well, I like some country music, can you please reference something else besides, like, I don't know, a major blockbuster Joaquin Phoenix role in your life? Like, can we, like, oh, wow, Johnny Cash, wow. It's like it's like naming Metallica in that genre. Like, what what are you doing, I'll, man? Th- like, I'll throw one out for people that I think that doesn't get enough uh, love in today's economy. Johnny Rebel. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Bobby Bear. Go out there and listen to Bobby, Bobby Bear. Bear. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you might be familiar with some of his work, such as uh, Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the uh, Goalposts of Life. Uh, he has a number <laughs> of great songs. Okay, now I know who he is. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't see a title like that and not listen to the song and appreciate it. Exactly. He had a lot of really great songs. Uh, you know, Marie Laveau, I think, was his biggest hit, uh, but there's a number of good ones. Go check that out. Yeah. Find something else to, to lay a flag on that isn't the corpse of Johnny Cash. <laughs> What are uh, so so before we move on from this subject and move on in general? What what are just like metal bands that you're way into right now, Joe? Like what what's on your t-shirts lately? Um, I, I I hate to say this because people are gonna can you know accuse me of being uh, a hype beast or whatever, but I really like Devil Master and I really like Blood Incantation. Like all of the hype that Blood Incantation gets. Like, it's me. I'm one of those fucking dorks that, like, yay. <laughs> I've got a little pennant in my hand that says, go Blood Incantation. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I feel like the hype around Blood Incantation actually muddies the ability to enjoy them. Like, they do have, they're a great death metal band. Of course they are. Um, are they the greatest thing, the, like, God's gift to the genre? I don't know. Also, Maybe not. I, but. I'm not so blinkered by my love for the band that I'm going to pretend that their ambient record is worth listening to. 
No. Nobody's is. You got to qualify every time you say bloody incantation. Like, I like bloody incantation. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Just cut people off right there. (laughs) Like, when it came to uh, Wolves in the Throne Room putting out their ambient record, it's like, I like you guys, but not this much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, I saw fucking Pelican and Wolves in the Throne Room together in, like, 2007, and I was like, this is it. This is the future of metal. And then everybody went off and st- stopped doing those exact things. <laughs> yeah, that all stopped. That was a real weird flash in the pan in terms of like an area of time where just being like this uh, this really cool, grungy, esoteric weirdo was just the only thing. I think the pandemic kind of knocked that out for everybody. Yeah, you can't be gross anymore. <laughs> yeah, you got to take a shower you know, because we all were just so gross inside that we just we had to start ordering old spice you know had to be a thing um i one time i i don't think i ever had the uh ability to see wolves in the throne room live but the last uh, one of my buddies did and he said that like they set off the fire sprinklers or alarms or something because they were setting off like incense and fucking uh sage that, like checks out. Sage that absolutely sage. checks out <laughs> Um, so that, uh, I think that's what turned me off as I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to risk going outside because these guys want to be clowns on stage. Um, uh, all right, well, cool. I hope, I hope that gives everybody a bit more perspective that, uh, you know, we're posers. You can't respect us. Yeah. Uh, right. I think that's right. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. as always, if you have, a questions, concerns, or beef, uh, with anything said on this program, uh, you can uh, you can hit us up. Uh, you can hit me up anyway. I don't mind. <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, it is at three hundred sixty five days of horror for Jordan. It is at Joe Thrash and Kill for our buddy Joe here, and it is at Black Band Shirt for me because I don't have anything that used to be what my uh, tags have been. I don't have that's not metal anymore. I don't have underground anymore. But I do wear a lot of black band shirts, so I thought that was a good get. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys can subscribe to the Patreon if you want more shows like this one, where we get even more goofier, if you can believe that, and a little more loose on uh, those types of shows. Ooh, I need to. And, uh, we recorded the bonus. I need to edit that one. Jordan, what is it about? It's been a week. I don't remember. Okay. It's, good, <laughs> it's a good though. one. It's I, prom- yeah. I promise it's great. <laughs> I promise it's a good one. It's with Joe and Jordan, uh, without me. And the, the chains are off, man, you know, because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm such a taskmaster when it comes to this <laughs> stuff. So, uh, yeah, we always appreciate you guys for listening. Um, you know, our DMS are always open. Like I've, I've really been appreciating the, uh, the questions and comments from, uh, Dorito eater. And, uh, you know, if anyone wants to hit us up, uh, we're, we're just guys, you know, please do always talk to us. We're always here for you guys. We're, we're, we're not standing on any sort of podium. We're talking to you guys at eye level. We always are. So thank you again so, so much and keep it metal. And, uh, we, we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye everybody. Bye.
listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.